Welcome to the DebtWire Middle Market Podcast. I'm Peter Agra, a reporter with the DebtWire Middle Market team. Today, we are going to discuss Alcentra Capital Corporation's announcement that it is looking to evaluate strategic alternatives for the firm. On April 4th, the BDC announced that it had hired Houlihan Loki as its financial advisor, but it didn't disclose much detail into what exactly the BDC seeks to achieve. Today, we are joined by Mitchell Penn, a managing director in uh, Janie Montgomery Scott's Equity and Fixed Income uh, Research Group, covering BDCs, to discuss um, the BDC's recent performance uh, and its decision to pursue strategic alternatives. Mitchell, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, so, uh, Mitchell, when, when we look at Alcentra's performance, uh, it's been a mixed bag. Uh, you know, both its financial performance uh, in terms of uh, total investment income um, and stock, stock performance as well. Um, I mean, so in general, how do you feel about their performance? So, so the way we um, think about their performance is you have to sort of put it in context. And, you know, we look back in the fourth quarter of 18 and, and really, you have to look at the macro environment. And credit spreads, high-yield credit spreads, began to widen in October. And they widened about 200 basis points towards year-end. And I think that set the tone for, for the BDCs. And you saw BDCs, in general, trade down about 15%. And, and I think that was due, you know, BDCs make loans and credit is a is a big issue with BDCs. If credit is bad, their earnings are going to be lower than expected. And so what happened starting January 1st is we saw high-yield credit spreads narrow, and they recovered about 60 60 70% of the widening. So we've seen BDC prices uh, come back up. And I think that's what we've seen in Alcentra also. One of the things that we do um, to, to sort of gauge expectations is we reverse engineer um, from the stock price. So we take the current Alcentra stock price and we use a, a cost of capital of 10% and we sort of back into what the market ROE is expected based on the price. And we get an ROE of around uh, 7 to 8%, which is, is right, you know, that, that's right where management is guiding. So, you know, currently we think the market has it right. They're, the price currently reflects, you know, the cut in the dividend and, and management's current expectations. But how how does this compare to other BDCs? I mean, do you think that the, the performance compared to other BDCs is is uh, is good? Well, year to date, um, Alcentra is up twenty two percent, and you know the average is around fifteen sixteen percent. So they're a little better. You know, I think some of that could be, you know, they've got an activist involved in the stock. And that could be um, attracting other other interests, plus the fact that they've said that they're looking at alternatives, strategic alternatives. And, and you know, with with BDCs, there's there's always a, especially when they're externally managed, there's 
an inherent conflict, right, between the shareholder and the advisor. You know, with Alcintra, they're clearly signaling that they're looking at shareholder value by looking at various alternatives. That's what you want them to do. So I think that may have attracted a few more people, and that's why maybe they're a little bit better than the market. I mean, yeah, as you said, their stock is up. Um, but still, you know, one, one question, I guess, is, you know, why, why hire, you know, why look for strategic alternatives now? I mean, do you think there's any particular reason why they decided now? Was it due to, you know, activist involvement? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that specifically, but, you know, they, they have earned um, fairly low ROE since IPO. And it's uh, actually 1.9%. And we think their cost of capital is around 10. So they've clearly under-earned and they've had issues. They brought in a new management team. You know, their guidance is around 7 to 8% ROE, which is still below their cost of capital of 10. So I think, you know, every company is, you know, essentially run for shareholders. And I think they realize that, and they're they're looking at various alternatives because, you know, maybe maybe it makes sense to sell the business. You know, when you sell a, an externally managed BDC, you're essentially monetizing the advisor contract, and that gives a boost to the to the share price. So, um, you know, it's it's worth looking at, especially if they can't earn enough to cover their cost of capital. You want to get that capital into um, someone else's hand who can earn a, a return above their cost of capital. But you know, I think the the board is doing absolutely the right thing, which is focus on increasing shareholder value and um, looking at various alternatives. I mean, as you said, right? I mean, they um, you know, activist investors have been very involved. I mean, the Stillwell Group, which I it's. It's the largest shareholder uh, in Alcentra, I believe. They, you know, they said earlier this week that they believe the company should be sold to the highest bidder or liquidated. Um, I mean, do you think that's, you know, what do you think the BDC is is looking for? Do you think they're open to kind of anything, or do you think there's anything specific they would be looking for, um, namely a merger? Uh, you know, I assume that the board is open to all possibilities, right? Because they're acting in in the shareholders' best interest. In and it's not clear that, you know, selling to another advisor is in the best interest. So, remember, they just changed out their management team. The incentive fee is probably not going to get earned for all of 19. And, you know, depending on uh, this new management team, maybe they can do a better job and get the ROE up. So I think it's worth looking at, look at the alternatives and um you know my my guess is when when the board takes on something like this they're open to all suggestions you know when we look at their portfolio performance um you know in in the previous quarter i guess the only loan on on accrual was uh, southern technical um and a few others were restructured during the previous quarter um so their portfolio seems uh you know to be taking a turn for the better um i, I don't know how you feel about that but I mean, how do you feel about their portfolio performance in general now over the past few past few quarters? Yeah, I, you know, I their their portfolios perform pretty terribly, and you know, for example, 
Over the last four years, their average credit losses were 620 basis points per year. And that's, that's compared to what we typically think of as about 100 basis points on average. So they clearly don't, uh, they clearly have an underwriting issue. And I think that's why they brought the new management team in. And it, you know, it does take time to sort of uh, right the ship. And, um, you know, you, you won't be able to tell how good the current group's underwriting is for a while, right? It takes a couple of years for loans to season. We also haven't been, you know, you, you typically get the best sense when you go through a credit cycle also to determine how, how good an underwriter they are. So, so you really don't know. And, and um, that, that's why we look at ROE since IPO. And, and look, theirs is really low. So, you know, the board's doing absolutely the right thing by looking at all the different alternatives out there to see what makes sense. And maybe the new management team is the best alternative and they'll stick with that. We just don't know. I mean, yeah, we, we've seen their portfolio kind of, you know, trying to make a shift. Their strategy seems to have changed. Um, I mean, they focused kind of, uh, you know, on maybe going towards the upper end of the middle market. I think now the minimum um, investment they make in companies is um, companies that generate about $15 million in annual EBITDA. I mean, do you think this is the best strategy for them? It seems to be getting competitive in that kind of area of the market. So that's that's a great question because, you know, we 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 know of BDCs that um, have gone up market, and the best comparison I would use is Pennant because Pennant has uh, PFLT, which focuses on very high quality loans, and then they have PNNT, which um, does a little more riskier loan. And what's interesting about that is the fees in PFLT are much lower than the fees in PNNT, and that makes sense, right? Because the higher quality loans, there's less to monitor, there's less um, defaults, you know, there's just, it's less work, so the charges are, are less. Well, if if Alcentra goes up market and they go into much higher quality loans, you know, I would suspect that there's a chance, you know, they would have to look at a different fee structure that's more in line with their peers who who go into very high quality loans. So, you know, I think that's probably one of the options they're looking at. And, you know, in terms of their ability to underwrite that market, again, you don't know. It'll take time to see if they have the ability to originate those loans and originate them in a cost-effective manner and, and, and do a great job in underwriting. We just don't know. And that'll, you know, we like to see that through a cycle. And I, su- I assume that's why um, the board's looking at different alternatives to see, you know, is this the best approach? All right. Um... I mean, if we if we kind of speculate if there is if there is a merger with a larger entity in the space, I mean, what do you think the impact of this will be for you know the BDC and its and its investors? 
Well, that's, a, it's, that's an interesting question because um, it typically these these sales when they occur or mergers, typically the they're done around book, right? And so Alcentra is currently trading at seventy percent of book. So you would think that would you know if that occurred, you, you know it likely would be uh, positive for for current shareholders in. You know, if if an entity that had um, good underwriting, you know, there there are lots of uh, BDCs that have uh, strong ROEs. Um, if one of those took it over, you you'd be comfortable with their ability to underwrite. So you'd solve the underwriting issue. You'd um, you know the current shareholders would get you know get paid or. Or, or recognize value of around book, which I think is you know what most folks want, and um, yeah, so be a win-win I think for everyone. The 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 the, the people who um, get hurt is the the advisor, right? Yeah. The advisor they don't get anything out of that because the shareholders get the monetization of the advisor contract. And the advisor just loses the assets. Now, the you know in Stillwell's letter, it, you know he makes the point that they've underearned and they've underperformed, and um, you know maybe that's the the cost of underperformance. Um, in talking about underperformance, uh, the last quarter um, of of the year, uh, you know, twenty eighteen, uh, you know. BDC's results were mixed. Uh, you know, first quarter results are about to come out now. Uh, how do you, you know, how do you think Alcentra, you know, will perform, uh, you know, in, in this in this first quarter um, and other BDCs, uh, you know, across across the sector as well? Sure. So, so, so the the fourth quarter was pretty bad for BDCs in general because of the, you know, the marks we had, two thousand and eighteen ROEs. At 5.2%, which is really low compared to um, you know their cost of capital, and a lot of that was due to the fourth quarter when credit spreads widened out and BDCs had to take unrealized uh, losses. We think that you'll recover almost 50 to 60% of those unrealized losses in the first set, first or second quarter. Of this year, so we think um, 19 should be um, much better than 18, and uh, a lot of it's going to start off with the unrealized losses. We also think the economy's in pretty good shape. We don't, we're not forecasting a recession in uh, 19, and we we actually assign a 20% probability of a recession in 20. So you know, as long as the economy's strong. You know the the BDC BDCs should do well. When you run where you run into trouble with BDCs is a recession, and, it's, and the outcomes are almost binary, right? So as long as the economy's good, BDCs should earn around not eight to ten percent, which covers their cost of capital. But in a recession, you know the losses are much higher. We actually um, have run some scenarios which show in a recession, 
you could see losses around five to six percent. That that's three, two to three times what we saw in '15 during the energy crisis. And, and you know, when we when we had the energy crisis in '15, you saw B, some of the BDCs trade down, you know, 60, 70 percent a book. If this is two to three times that the next recession, you know, you could see some pretty big hits to BDCs. But you know we don't we don't we're not forecasting a recession uh, right now. All right, and I guess to kind of you know conclude things, there were a lot of talks about a recession um, you know late last year uh, on you know a recession coming. Uh, so I mean, you know, Al Centro's looking at these options now. Do you think a factor maybe in these options is you know let's explore options now uh, because you know there may be a downturn you know ahead. Do you think that was maybe a factor in them exploring alternatives now? You know, I, I, I don't know if that is. I think they're looking at alternatives because they want to maximize shareholder value. And they realize that they've under-earned. You know, they, they've not covered their cost of capital. And I think, you know, the board's doing the right thing. They're, they're, they're looking at all the different opportunities out there and saying, what's in the best interest for shareholders? And, and that's really what the board should do right that's that's really important because again you have this sort of inherent conflict between the advisor and and the shareholder and you want you know the board is the check those independent directors and and it's they're you know they're doing their job which is again maximizing shareholder value all right. Well, uh, Mitchell, again, thanks for thanks for joining us. And uh, I guess, um, you know, time will tell, uh, you know, regarding Alcentra. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you.